0: It's The Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Ray White, the largest real estate and property group in Australasia.
1: And welcome to another episode of The Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio, also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Well, the 1st of April has finally arrived, May next month and then June, and you know what happens then. We are getting ever so closer to that cash rate rise. And I've started the day with my food poisoning from last night. So it's going to be a very quiet day for me. But the show must go on, as they say. And in just a moment, Rich Harvey is here from Property Buyer. But first, we better have a look at what's happening with the weather across Australia.
0: It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au.
1: And looking at Sydney, expecting a few showers today and also windy with a high of 20 degrees. Melbourne, partly cloudy, also 20 degrees. Brisbane, fine and sunny with 28. And in Perth, expecting a high of 28 degrees and partly cloudy.
0: We feature market updates, interviews and trends. It's your real estate podcast for breakfast.
1: Well, it's another Friday, which means another episode from the podcast series, Let's Talk Property. And this morning we're looking at the phenomenon of FOMO, which was a really big factor in the house price boom of 2021. And buyers who didn't enter the market may feel that they missed the boat. But those who did pay a premium during the boom more than likely are still going to enjoy capital growth as prices keep going up. Now, the peak growth seems to have passed. Many would-be buyers are re-evaluating the situation, wondering how to get the timing right in the future. Is it possible to time your entry into the market, which is what we're going to look at, or is buying while the market is cooling a good or bad idea?
0: Let's Talk Property, a podcast series with Rich Harvey.
1: To add his thoughts to the conversation, we are joined by Rich Harvey, CEO and founder of propertybuyer.com.au. Good morning, Rich. Another busy week, no doubt for you.
2: Good morning, Craig. Always busy, mate. As a business owner, the clock never stops.
1: This week has just evaporated on me. Something awful. So starting with the first point, should people try and time their entry into the property market?
2: I get asked this question again every day, is now a good time to buy? But if you're trying to weigh up future possibilities and balance you know, a whole lot of external factors, you could actually end up getting the timing all wrong. So for me, you know, buying a property, it's really pretty simple. It's when is the time right for you? So if you're buying and selling as a home buyer in the same market, whether you're downsizing, being a tree changer, a sea change, or just relocating, I'd say do it when your circumstances allow, when you've got the money to buy. So what I'm saying is the planets don't need to be perfectly in alignment to be a perfect buyer's market. You know, if you're trying to forecast the top or the bottom of the market, you know, what we do know, we do know when the top of the market has happened. And we do know when the bottom of the market has happened in a past tense you know, we can look back and go, you know, during the GFC, it was a particular month and during COVID, it was this. But for me, as a buyer, I'm actually buying now. So for me, it's when I've got the capacity to buy and when I find the right property, because I'm a long-term buyer. I'm not a trader. If you're a flipper and a trader, then timing is going to be more important. But for the majority of the population that are simply buying and selling a home or buying and selling an investment property, which is a longer term decision, timing is not as relevant in my view.
1: You know, one of the things that I find interesting with this FOMO is this all sort of happened, as we mentioned, over the last couple of years, this FOMO mentality. And it's going to be interesting with a little bit of a cooler market as to whether that FOMO craziness still happens, you know, still Mm. boils.
2: I don't think it's going to be there. I think, you know, actually there was a great comment about the New Zealand market called FOOP, fear of overpaying, right? So that's the new one. There's a FOOP's gone out the window and now fear of overpaying. So, yeah, definitely that's going to be the phenomenon as you move into a cooler market.
1: And of course, firmly on the minds of people at the moment is any impending interest rate rises. People often tie the rate rises to a slowing of the market. So here I go again. What do you think is likely to happen over the next 12 months?
2: Well, if you look at the financial markets in Australia, they're pricing in potentially three or four interest rate rises this year. I don't think there's going to be that many. I think there'll be maybe two, possibly three. And buyers are understandably questioning themselves, should I wait and see if there's a price correction because interest rates are going to go up? Look, they're definitely going to go up and they will go up sometime this year. But the Reserve Bank has repeatedly said they're not going to pull the trigger on interest rates until inflation and wages is consistently above the 3% range. Now, we know inflation on an annualised basis is already above 3%, but what's proving to be slow is wages growth. We're in a situation where unemployment is now at 4%, which is an incredibly low level. But we do have a situation where more foreign workers and and skilled migration workers are coming in. So that'll help to dissipate the potential of the wages growth. But what I've seen in the past is that when you get interest rate rises, it traditionally has a negative impact on prices. But certain locations always are in high demand. And just talking specifically about interest rates, currently we're at a cash rate of 0.1%. And interest rate rises normally go at a 0.25% amount. So I think what they call the natural the level of interest neutral cash rate will probably sit somewhere around 1.25 to 1.5%. So that means potentially about six interest rate rises over a 12 month period. If buyers factor that increase into their calculations, yes it will have a, a negative effect and a slowing effect on the market but I don't think the market is going to correct very far if at all in certain locations.
1: Yeah, that's uh, interesting and and of course around all of that people are constantly evaluating the pros and the cons of delaying their decision to buy or sell. What do you think that people should be thinking about in this area?
2: Well, if people wait too long, it can be really problematic. If you're agonizing over the right time to buy, you're just going to never transact. I mean, I was talking with a couple that had been looking for three years and I said, oh my goodness, you've, you've potentially you lost a million dollars in opportunity cost If you'd bought three years ago, just think about where you'd be today. Now, I don't believe that if someone buys today, they're suddenly going to make a million dollars on the next property they buy, but they're still going to make gains over the long term. So I think that if you don't buy a property, you reduce your choices and you've got to look at your, your personal and financial circumstances for you. There's a very real possibility that property prices will continue to trend up after we have a small correction or a slowing of of growth. But again, as I'm saying, property buying is a long term investment, and history shows that inevitably it will go up, and we're going to be in a situation of undersupply again in the future.
1: Yeah. And also, of course, with that, what have you seen happen when people delay their decision to buy for too long? I've seen firsthand what happens. You know,
2: the problem is that the market doesn't depend on your feelings, it depends on supply and demand. And while the market is influenced by sentiment and market forces, ultimately, it's just supply and demand, Craig, that determine prices. I've seen people personally that have just sold their house before COVID-19. So back in sort of February and January, they sold their house and they thought, oh, I've got plenty of time. The market's going to crash. The banks are saying it's going to drop 30%. I've got plenty of time. And unfortunately, they took way too long. And as I said, they've, they've lost you know, up to $1 to $1.5 million of equity. And unfortunately, I've seen other people have to move out of Sydney for for the very reason that they've they've delayed their decision too long. So I think you've just got to be careful and buy when your own personal circumstances allow and when you've got the financial capacity to do so.
1: I've actually seen a couple of commentators say that in the next 10 years, they wouldn't expect a property to double. I was thinking, oh yeah, (laughs) okay, Mm. (laughs) you know, that's a big call, don't you think, those sorts of predictions? (laughs) It is. It is a big
2: call, but again, that's making a very generic statement. I mean, that's that's talking about property prices as a whole market. So, you know, again, every market is different. You know, some property prices will double in the next few years, but other places definitely won't double. And that's why it pays to get incredibly good and specific advice on where to buy and what type of property buy in the right location.
1: And what are some of the legitimate reasons you would give right now for buying? Well, a couple of reasons,
2: um, and I'm not just saying this guy, I'm a buyer's agent because I'm actually, as I said, buying myself now. So, number one, I'd say I've got really seven reasons to, to sum up, Craig. Number one is that prices are slowing, but they're not necessarily falling in all locations. So, there's still growth left in the tank in some areas. So, places like Brisbane, Gold Coast, Newcastle, they're still surging ahead. There's still very strong demand, good numbers at open homes and auctions. Demand is very location specific. Now, property prices are slowing. We don't know for how long, but as I said, don't rely on the bank economists. It's often, the opposite of, of that's what happened. Number two, rents are going through the roof. We're seeing rental prices rising very quickly. So, you're, if you're buying for an investment, you're going to enjoy a higher yield in a year's time. So, you know, people think, oh well, I'll just wait to get it at a cheaper price. But then, when you do wait, you're going to have more competition buying when people are trying to pick the bottom of the market. So, enjoy the ride right the way through. I'd say number three, ultra low vacancies, You know, very, very tight rental markets, so a good opportunity to get investment. Number four, building costs, great. Building costs are rising so rapidly. So the cost of trades and building materials has really skyrocketed. So that means that the cost of building or replacing your home is significantly higher. That means the physical asset on your land is increasing in value. So that's another reason that we're seeing prices being quite resilient. Number five is, as I mentioned, skilled workers are coming in and students are coming in in greater numbers and we expect migration to recover to around 235,000 people by about the year 2024-25. And number six, building approvals are slowing. And if building approvals are slowing, guess what happens? It means that we're going to have a property deficit. And the state of the nation says that, you know, we're we're creating around 180,000 dwellings, uh, sorry, households a year, and we're going to be short about 160,000 dwellings by the year 2032. And I guess my final reason, as I've mentioned, if you've got borrowing capacity, then why wait? If you're going to wait till next financial year, perhaps your income might drop or the banks might get tighter with their pre-approval. When you've got capacity to buy, I've got to say it's the most valuable thing you can have to use that. There's an opportunity cost will pass you by if you don't, don't buy. And I'm not saying buy anything. Do your research. You know, be careful what you buy. Make sure you, you know you're paying the fair price but I'd rather be in the market and watching the action than be watching from the sidelines.
1: Mm, That's what it's all about, being in the market. Some great advice there, Rich. You have yourself a fantastic Friday, a great weekend. Look forward to chatting next week.
2: Thanks, Craig. Looking forward to the weekend. Thank you so much.
0: We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia, the Real Estate Podcast.